You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, then come and join us and be a part of the Passion Church family. You can visit our website, passionchurchmo.com, to find out more about us. Good morning, hot dog. It's church time. Amen. (laughs) Hey, we're doing things a little different uh, today. Not standing behind the pulpit. Coming to you live (laughs) from the kitchen table. (laughs) But you know what? That's the beauty of church. Christ goes with you everywhere. Yes. And wherever we are, Christ is. Yes. And so rather we're in the physical building or rather we're sitting around the coffee table or kitchen table, God is there. Amen. Well, I've got an exciting word today. I'm excited. Let's a go. really excited word. Uh, and since you have a more modern English translation, I'm going to have you to read for me today. Matthew, the 13th chapter. So if you get your Bible, turn to Matthew 13 or your electronic <laughs> device. However, you look up the scripture. Uh, Matthew, the 13th chapter. We're going to start with the 44th verse. And uh, just a real quick shout out. Uh, I want to say thank you to Austin, who is running yes. our, all of our electronic gadgetry, I should say. Um, without him, boy, this would be a shambles because I am so challenged with this stuff. So thank you for making it look good. Thank you for making it look uh, professional. We truly appreciate that. So anyway, I am ready. So Matthew, the 13th chapter, would you read the 44th verse? Absolutely. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Mm. Now, verse uh, 45 and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Mm. Now, these these two little, it's actually three verses, just three verses, about that much in your Bible, yet they have great, powerful significance in the kingdom. And <clears throat> I don't know if you remember or not, but when Jesus was talking to, to Peter, he said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Now, for years, I puzzled over the kingdom keys. And, you know, you build all these scenarios in your mind. What are the keys? When he came back from death, hell, and the grave, and he brought the keys to the kingdom. And, and I, you know, you, you get all this grandiose stuff in your mind about, um, I don't know, maybe as Pentecostals, we might take it further than other folks. But, 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 but I had this grandiose thing about the keys, but there was always a mystery to me. What are the keys to the kingdom? Jesus mentioned them. They've got to be important. So what are they? One day I was reading the words of Jesus, you know, all the beautiful stuff in red. As I was reading all the good stuff in red, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, how do you like the keys? (laughs) I'm going, what do you mean? He goes, you're reading the keys to the kingdom. When Jesus taught parables... He was giving the disciples insider information awesome. that the that the rest of the crowd didn't have. And that's why even to this day, when people read the word and we read the parables, they're really easy and yet they're not. It's like they're veiled in mystery sometimes yeah. because 
I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but but the words of Jesus carry such impact. And they're so, uh, e- each thought is a thought within itself. Each each uh, word is like a brush stroke of, uh, of, say, like Rembrandt painting mm, a yes. beautiful picture. Wow. And every word has a specific meaning for a specific purpose, for a specific way to bring about the truth. And so oftentimes when we read it, Jesus said it, Jesus said it we're dull of hearing. Yeah. Even when we hear the word, sometimes it doesn't register. Uh, and sometimes when we're reading, it doesn't register. And then all of a sudden, thank God for the partner the partnership we have with the Holy yes. Spirit. He brings it to life. So uh, today, right in the center. Now, now let me let me throw this out real quick because we're going to get to it. But all of thirteen is parable. Yeah. And it, and then when we get to the end of the parable, uh, this is where Jesus is rejected by his own people. Is this not the carpenter's son? He has spoke all of this stuff about the kingdom. He's trying to help the people of his home region to understand who he is and why he's been sent and what the mission of God is for them and for Israel. So he's really giving them insider information. And at the end of it all, they reject what Jesus has to say. But thank God we haven't rejected what Jesus Amen. had to say. So again, um, verse 44, one more time. Would you, would you read it? Yep. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like like tre- treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Mm-hmm. Now, I apologize because I got a whole bunch of notes here because I was going to preach this this morning from the pulpit. And uh, at last minute, we kind of just had the thought, no, let's just come to the people around the coffee table today. And so <clears throat> I, I'm going to be looking back and forth at my notes, so it might be a little distracting, but but I know what I want to say here, so I may end up discarding it all. But <clears throat> the, what I want to start off with is, why was this man, in verse 44, the only one who discovered a treasure in a field that many people had probably yeah. traveled, been through, walked on, maybe even gleaned. Oh, yeah. So why was this man the only one? Many people had been in the field before him, and many had probably walked exactly where he was walking, and many had had the same opportunity in the same field mm-hmm. to find the same treasure. Mm-hmm. So what made the difference? I thought about this, and uh, so these are, are thoughts that came to my heart, to my mind. Uh, other scholars might have some other things, but but here's what, here's what came to my heart and to my mind as I was looking at that. First of all, this man was looking right. for an opportunity. Right. He didn't go through the field the way everybody else did. Everybody else was just traveling the field. But this man went through the field with eyes of purpose, mm. eyes of vision, looking for something that was uh, extraordinary about this field. He, he wasn't just walking. He was walking, looking, contemplating. He was a man who understood the value of treasure so he wasn't just a common man. He was a he had a business like right. mind, 
And as he's walking through the field and and uh, understanding the value of treasure, he was willing to give his all to obtain the treasure he found. Mm-hmm. He understood that what he had stumbled upon was worth more than what he had at home. Yeah. And probably, uh, in this analogy, probably whoever owned the field didn't know what they had. Right. Or they wouldn't have sold him right. the field. Right. And he thought, I need to take an opportunity. I need to yeah. take this opportunity while it's presented to me. Now, those kind of thinkers are the people who make the best business people because they'll see something and they act quickly. Right. And they do everything necessary to bring about what they know is of value or can render them treasure at the end. And so this man walking through the field, you know, he sees all this. Well, then it transitions into verse 45 and 46. Would you read that again? Yep. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Hmm. So these 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 two stories are really really similar, and and this but this particular uh, analogy is a merchant. This is someone who's a merchandiser. Mm-hmm. He buys and sells. This is what he does. And uh, this particular man is already on the search for pearls, gems. He knows what a gem is worth. Yeah. So he's like a jeweler. So when he looks at a jewel, he knows what to look for and what makes a, uh, a pearl or, or a, you know, any other kind of a gem worth something. You know, does it have flaw? Does it, you know, is it or is it perfect? And so, <clears throat> again, this man liquidates all of his holdings for one pearl. He already has many pearls. Not many pearl. <laughs> That's an old joke for the old folks. Uh, but but he has he has many pearls. He has many gems. But why this one? It doesn't say that this pearl. When we, when, I don't know how it is for you, but always, even from the time I was a kid up, when I'd hear this analogy, I always thought of a giant pearl. It's a giant. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my mind, it was a big pearl, a pearl of great price, right? <laughs> I can't imagine what that clam looked like. Yeah, but, for real. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't know how it all worked back then. <laughs> but but, uh, but here, he already had pearls. But this one, this one was different. This one had had qualities the others didn't. This one had sheen the others didn't. This one was perfectly shaped. This one was perfectly, um, I don't know, per- perfectly made. Where it had no flaw. That's what I'm trying to get at. It probably had no flaw whatsoever. Well, we know Christ has no flaw. So, uh, <clears throat> so he was searching for pearls. He found one worth more than all the others combined. Now think about that. He found a pearl worth more than all the others combined. Yeah. And he understood the makeup of the quality of the pearl, one without flaw. Yeah. And, and in his heart, in his mind, he knew, hey, this one's worth more than all of the rest that I own 
put together. So what I'm going to do, now see, the person selling the pearl may not have saw how perfect it was. He just knew he had a pearl to sell. Right. But this guy said, I know. Yeah. Well, evidently the, the person knew because it, be, a great price. it was a great price. So, so anyway, he sells everything so he can buy the one of great price. You know what? Go ahead. I should have worn my pearl necklace. The one that has lots of pearls on it. There you go. <laughs> I should have done that. Doggone it. So, so when you when you understand the parable, we understand that Jesus is the treasure, mm -hmm. and Jesus is the pearl. And these very brief verses are each one of them a key to the kingdom. All of the parables are keys to the kingdom. I've already kind of laid that out. So I'm going to back up for just a moment, and then we're going to come back to this subject. Let me back up for just a moment. This, this chapter starts off with the parable of the sower. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, that's your assignment. Yeah. Okay. So you get in the Word, and you turn to Matthew 13, and you look these up. But Jesus is giving his people at home mm -hmm. and his disciples something that they should never, ever lose. So he goes through the fact that the sower sows seed in a field, and there are different types of soil. First of all, you have a thief. The birds come and they yeah. grab the, the seed. They, they take the seed away. Uh, some of the seed fell on, you know, by the wayside, the bird came and stole it. Some of the seed fell on stony ground. It couldn't take root, couldn't get deep. And some of it was on thorny uh, ground where where weeds came up and choked it out. And then finally, there's good ground that produces 30, 60, and 100-fold harvest. So in this one, Jesus is telling the listener that, that he, the Messiah, is sowing the word of God, which is the seed of truth. Right. This, this is the most valuable thing that you will own in your lifetime on this side of the veil. Amen. And it will be your instruction book on the other side of the veil with God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is letting them know, I'm the Messiah. The word is the truth. The birds that are depicted is the devil. He's a thief. He comes to steal what? The word, because this is the success that you will find in your life. This will, this will shape your life give you peace, give you understanding, give you health, Amen. give you everything you need to keep your life balanced while living in this world. Right. Then he talks about the fact that the stony ground are shallow hearers. They hear it, but there's no heart change. Mm -hmm. They're glad to hear it. They don't mind hearing it, but nothing changes yeah. in their life. And then he talks about thorny ground. These people hear it. It takes a little bit of root in them. But then all of a sudden, they have a heart change because it begins to cost them something. Come on. This is not free. Right. Salvation is a gift from God, but your walk isn't free. Right. Because you're living in a mixed up, messed up, tore up world that man has, has capsulated us in, the first man, Adam, what we understand from the word is that that the thorny ground uh, is a price that is to be paid. 
what happens oftentimes is persecution arises and they faint. They, they, they can't cope. They can't go forward because this is beginning to cost them. To side with Christ is costly. It's costly. Yep. There's no other way around right. it. If you're going to be a Christian, right. you're going to stand up to the challenge of life. And to spite all odds, you're going to lift up his name. Yes. You're going to tell people how wonderful he yep. is. You're going to witness to others who he is. You're not going to sit back and just in a rocking chair waiting for the rapture. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not true Christianity. That's survival mode. Mm -hmm. God hasn't put us in survival mode. Amen. God has given us the power yes. to subdue kingdoms, given us the power to take the land, given us the power to share the truth. So, and then of course there's good ground. Yes. And this is all the persons who hear, believe, move to action by faith and share the word of truth with others. So the kingdom key in the very first uh, parable simply is this, the faithful will flourish. The faithful who put their trust in Thank Christ God, yes. and won't get choked out and won't let the enemy steal the word and who will allow root to take root in them, they are going to flourish in this world. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, Jesus teaches the parable of the wheat and tares. Mm -hmm. Now, in this particular parable, uh, in case you don't know, wheat, uh, you, everybody knows what wheat is. It's the grain that we make bread from. But there's also a, a, a weed called darnel, and here it's called tares, which looks like wheat. While it's growing, it looks just like wheat. Yep. You can't tell one from the other. Yep. It's not until harvest time that you realize you've got a, a field of darnel and not wheat, and it's worthless. Yeah. It's a weed, you can't make nothing out of it. It's not any good. But it mimics and looks like real wheat. Mm -hmm. And so in the parable of the wheat and tares, wheat are the genuine believers, the good ground, those that are putting their roots down deep. The tares are the weeds that look just like wheat up into harvest time. Now, come on, we've all met somebody who professes Christ, but really have a Darnell life. They're, they they look like wheat, you know, but then if you if you hang around them long enough, you find out there's no fruit to make anything with out of their life. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just being truthful. Yeah, I did a message on this probably, well, we were still in the old building, so probably a year or so ago and had a lot of visuals. I like to preach with visuals and stuff, but it shows the wheat and the tares growing together in mm -hmm. the field and stuff. And... I don't know if you, this is, are you going there? Go ahead. And so the tear is straight. It is, it is straight up and the wheat is bowed over. And because the word says that you won't know them until they come to maturity. Right. That they grow together right. and they just blend together because they look, they look so much alike. But then when they come to maturity, that tear standing straight up as the wheat bows over. Mm -hmm. And I just, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about that. That's the life we have to live. Absolutely. A submitted life. And and a true Christian submits to the Savior. Yeah. Well, and the 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 tear standing straight up just kind of reminds me of a proud stiff, rigid, proud, prideful. Yeah. I'm my God. Yes. Not not letting letting God be God. 
That's and that's a, a real key to take away from all of this. Yeah. So the subtlety of the tares and the wheat at first, it makes it hard to tell which is wheat and which is tare. And only God can truly right. separate the two at harvest time. Yeah. Any attempt by man could damage the real wheat and cost the father a valuable mm -hmm. soul. Mm -hmm. So it's not my job to run through the the body of Christ and go, well, you're you're Darnell and you're wheat. No, because you could hurt you could hurt good, honest people who believe in somebody who's a terror. Right. You, I mean, you could just hurt them. And so these are these are keys that we have to understand in the kingdom. Here's the thing, here's, here's some characteristic Love about it. that. Yes, they stand up, they're proud, they're the terrors are proud, they're they're prideful. They rob moisture. Yep. <laughs> they in the natural, they they take away the nutrients that the wheat needs yes. to really grow and, and become deep. Uh, and they take away all of the nutrients and the depth of the soil for the wheat to root in. So they're undermining the wheat by being in place. Guess who sowed them? In this parable, it was an enemy that sowed them. Mm -hmm. The enemy is a master at making people feel like being religious is enough. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is right. trying to teach them it's more than just church attendance. It's more than showing up at Easter and Christmas and checking in once every six weeks. It's more than, than you know, right. the latest book of the month or watching your favorite preacher uh, on TV or video or whatever. There's more to it than that. And so... Thank you, Father. Here's, here's the kingdom key on this particular one. The truly righteous have to blossom in a hostile environment. I'll think about that. The truly righteous must blossom in a hostile environment. While they're being undermined, we still have to grow. We still have to produce. We still have to, to uh, be recognized by the world and, and do the works of Christ. And keep our faith, even though there are those around us trying to distract us, trying to rob the nutrients, trying to sow seed of discord, trying to be prideful. Uh, I mean, at the whole time, if you're not poured into this and really growing here, all of this right. razzle-dazzle smoke and mirrors that the devil will yeah. do can rob you and get you to a place where you stop growing. Yes. You go from you you can go from being good soil back to stony ground or back to back to ground of of thorns and thistles and I know this this will blow some people's theology. I'm messing them all up, but I've been every one of those at one point or another in my life of those grounds. But the reason being is distraction has been sowed Absolutely. into our world. Yeah. So, uh, and then <clears throat> uh, often unnoticed and unrecognized by peers who often are focused on the tear. So a lot of times people uh, who, who are true wheat become unrecognized in the kingdom because the terrors are trying to be razzle-dazzle. Look at me, I'm standing up straight. Mm -hmm. And so the wheat with a more hu hu uh, posture of humility 
a more humble mm-hmm. person, sometimes can be overlooked for promotion, overlooked sometimes in the kingdom as mm-hmm. being powerful because the the tares are going, hey, look at me, yeah. look at me, look at me, look at me. And, and so oftentimes, uh, even we as men of God, sometimes uh, the squeaky wheel gets the attention sometimes. And so... I just wanted to lay that out. The truly righteous have to blossom in a hostile environment. Here's the last one before we get to sewing up our message today. We're 25 minutes in. So look at this. Um, The last one is the harvest of fish. Jesus says, you know, in the end time, it'd be like a fisherman who throws out a net. When he drags the net in, there's all kinds of fish in there. And... They have to be separated. What's keep? What, what should we keep and what should we discard? What is big enough to, to be taken to market? What needs to go back in the water? What, you know? And so in that particular parable, Jesus teaches that at the end time, there will be a judgment and that the angels will separate, come on, the wheat from the tares. Yeah. In the end... The, the angels are coming in for the final harvest of yes. all things. And they're going to separate the genuine from the disgenuine. Yes. They're going to separate the righteous from the unrighteous. And uh, only those proven worthy will make the cut. Only those who stayed humble, who stayed bowed. Others, prideful, full of themselves... Full, mm-hmm. full of all the things of life who are distracted by many gods, they are going to be discarded. Those who aren't kingdom-minded will be discarded. Those who have no real regard for God will be discarded. Those who are rebellious and defiant to God's message of truth and reject his gift of salvation will be discarded. The kingdom king are simply this. They are cut loose from God's purpose, God's design, God's salvation. Yeah. (laughs) But now let's get to what we started with. Right in the middle of these (laughs) longer parables are these two little short ones. Treasure in a field, pearl of great price. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the kingdom key of the treasure in a field. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to glean Christ in a world of chaos is there. Mm. The man walking through the field was looking. While everyone else just scurried right on by, didn't see the treasure, this man found the treasure. I don't know how it was for you, but I found the treasure as a kid. I'd heard the truth, but I found the treasure as a child. I knelt down beside my bed. I won't go into the whole story. Knelt down beside my bed somewhere between the age of eight and nine. And I asked the Lord Jesus into my heart. I had a form prayer that I prayed. And that night, that form prayer just went out the window and my heart said, Jesus, I need you. Yes, thank you, Father. And that's been a, oh my goodness. That's been a 50-year experience. 50 years ago. Wow. And I've stayed in pursuit. Now, I've made some real mistakes. I've been, I've been, you cover the grounds. I've been all of them at one point or another. 
Uh, but, the, but around the age of 16, 17, I started getting solidified. And up to the age of 30, I really began to grow, 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 grow. And, and from 30 on, it has, been, it has been fast pursuit in the kingdom, reach as many people as I can reach, help as many people as I can help. So the kingdom key and the treasure in the field is the opportunity to glean Christ in a world of chaos. If the ground is bird ravaged or too stony or hard to manage, or if it's too weeded with difficulty, trial, heartache, persecution, mental anguish, depression, abandonment, or confusion. Understand this. It could be totally chaotic, but the truth is right there waiting in the middle of all the chaos. Yes. Of all of the struggle, of all of the heartache. It is right there. Jesus, the Prince of of peace is in the middle of a chaotic world and he's waiting in a field and you can walk along in that field and if you're looking for him at all I guarantee you you will find him if you want him at all he is there to be found others may scurry by and not not see him but you can know him if you want him there's nothing holding you back all you have to do is walk through the field And when you find the treasure, you have to understand that he is there waiting for you to find him. Mm. Christ has placed himself in your life, in your path, to find you, for you to find him. He's, he, he's, he knows where you are. He's never lost you. He's waiting for you to get tired of you. Can I say it that way? Yep. He, he's waiting for you to get tired of of life, getting tired of no direction, getting tired of no peace, getting tired of your depression, getting tired of your heartache, getting tired of the tragedy, because he's waiting right there. He's in your path. He's planted himself Mm. in your field. He just wants you to find him. Mm. That's good. He's placed there strategically at the right place for the right moment in time for you to find him. If you want him, he's there. So understand this. The kingdom key is he's there. He's waiting. And like in the next in the next kingdom key, all he asks is that you give up heartache, pain, suffering, difficulty, confusion, to give up the gods of this world and glean from his field. The next one is the pearl of great price. So let's take a look at the kingdom key of the pearl of great price. This man is a merchant. He has many gems. (laughs) In the myriad of pseudo look-alike copycat gems, (laughs) he discovers one pearl of great price. 
the merchant knew a real gem when he found one. He was willing to let all other treasures go for this one of real value. Now think about that. Let's stop on that for just a second. He was willing to give up everything he had for this one. I always do this because to me it's big. He, he rooted through his bag or his trunk or whatever he had of gems and went, none of these are worth anything compared to that one. Now think about that for just a moment. What's being said here? What's being said? Of all the things you value in life, there's only one really worth everything. Mm. Of all the things you value in this wow. life, there's only one thing worth everything. Of all the distractions, of all of the pseudo-gods that men worship, only one is worth letting it all go. One. You know, in our day and age, Jesus. we don't see idols as much as carved stone or wood or those things. Although those 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 religions still mm -hmm. survive today. In America, I'm not sure where you're watching from, but we're glad that you're with us. But in America, you know, we have a lot of what I want to say, personalities that we worship. Um, musicians, singers, sports celebrities. We put a lot of time and effort into things that are fun, entertainment. In America, we love to be entertained. Our television can become oh, absolutely. an idol in our life because... We watch all these shows, and, and we have a couple shows that we watch, you know, we, we almost not religiously, but, but we, we always want to catch those shows. But what this Kingdom Key is teaching us is that nothing is worth holding this one treasure. Nothing is worth holding this one treasure. And... This merchant understood the real value and he understood to own this one, he would have to surrender the rest. He couldn't keep them. So which is more important, all that I have over here or the one thing well, come on. that I want it's here. Good. What's most important? This is what Jesus is teaching the people in his home region and they cannot hear it. Mm -hmm. They can't receive it. Oh, my heart just bleeds for those people because did they end up in eternity without God? Thinking what they had was too valuable. Wow. Wow. I wonder, you know, he understood he had to give up everything and, and to come to that defining moment of the, what I have termed the all-out sellout. Every believer in Christ 
true believer, remnant believer, end time believer, must sell out. Nothing's more important. Nothing is as important. Nothing vies for your attention more. Oh, I know we live in a distracted world. I know you've got children and a husband and a wife. We have to work together and we have homes and lands. I understand all that. But at the end of the day, who gets your praise? Right. At the end of the day, whose knee, who do you bow before? At the end of the day, who are you thanking for the blessings in your life? Right. At the end of the day, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, who are you trusting your safety, your care? Two, who holds your future? Who holds your eternity? Are you a tear and you're going to stand up and just be self-sufficient? Or are you the weak that will bow to the understanding that there's one far greater than me? The, both the traveler and the merchant understood they must give their all for this treasure. And of course, we know, and I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again. Jesus is the treasure. Jesus is the pearl. Mm -hmm. And receiving him is a complete sellout. And selling out obtains the only treasure Jesus. worth pursuing in this life. So here we are at a defining moment. Thank you, Father. A defining moment Patrick Colleen and I have both been to, both accepted. Many of you too have. <clears throat> but there might be someone today watching us, either here live or on WOTG TV who heard this message, but by surveying their life, they go, well, I'm kind of in. I'm sort of in. I don't know where I really stand. Yeah. There might be those who are watching today who go, well, I don't know if I ever was in. I want you to understand, Jesus has placed you in this moment. You are walking through a field right now. Mm -hmm. And he's giving you an opportunity to receive the greatest treasure you will ever own, ever know. Yeah. It's not just owning a possession. It is the possession owning you. Mm. It is the treasure that owns you. Because you are the field. Mm. You are the field. And he wants to place the pearl of great price in you. Thank you, Jesus. He wants you to rid yourself of all the distractions and all of the self-adulation and the self-preservation and say, yes, Jesus. I recognize you as God. I recognize you as Messiah. Jesus. I recognize without you, oh, yes. 
I don't have a lot of direction. And they haven't quite figured out my purpose. And I understand that if I let you bury your treasure in me, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, I will own the pearl of great price that will translate me from this chaotic world into a realm of righteousness, holiness, peace, power, provision, and translation yes. into eternal life. Life beyond this life. I won't fall into a grave without coming up alive, more alive than I am right now because I know him. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to challenge you right now to reach for the pearl of great price. I'm going to challenge you right now to get out of your mediocrity. I'm going to challenge you right now to throw the chaos behind you. I'm going to challenge you right now, right this very moment. Listen to me. Your life can change right here, right now, at this moment. It's as simple, the word tells us very, very plainly that if I confess the Lord Jesus with my mouth, believe yeah. that he resurrected from the dead Thank you, Jesus. and purchased my salvation, if I'll invite him into my heart, that means the center of who I am, into my mind, my will, my emotions, if I let him into me, if I let his spirit Come in union with my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. That I will know him all the days of my life and I will be translated from this life into life eternal forever. Praise you, Father. It's that simple. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Then you start learning this word. And this word is the truth. It's the seed that is sown. It's the first of all the parables. And if we can get that one, we can understand everything in the word. Jesus is the sower. The word is the truth. It's the seed that produces harvest. And if you're good ground, you receive it. No matter what chaos is going on in your life, you say yes. This is your moment. This is your defining moment. I want you to pray with me right now. Before you lead them, as he was talking about the man that had the, the pearls and then he found the great pearl, and he was given the, the choice to keep what he had or let it all go Come on. to get the great, the great pearl. Good. And it's like, I feel like there's some people right now going, but Pastor Lonnie, I really want to have, I want to have my cake and eat it, eat it all. I want to have both. I want to have, why can't I have this and this? Yeah, come on. You can't. You know, the, word, the word's very clear about this. Choose this day whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. You can't have this and have this. Yeah. It's either you take this and let this go, or you take this and let this go. Yes. So who's ever out there right now and you're, you're fighting in your mind, you're fighting that, that, I want both, I want both. Just know you can't. Right. And you have to come to that place in, your, in yourself where you're like, 
I got to either choose one or the other. I can't, I can't have both. And I just challenge you today, this isn't worth it. This right here is not worth it. This is everything because when you get Jesus in your heart, everything changes. If you let him come in and change things, but then you, you have, you have to make the changes. You have to allow him to come in and say, okay, now, you know, you, you cuss like a sailor. Now let's talk about this. Let's, let's start, let's start looking at this or, you know, uh, this drinking habit can't have it. This can't be a place in a, in a believer's heart. So we need to start looking at this. And Jesus is so good because he takes us gently through this process. Yeah. And some people are delivered immediately, and some people it's a walking out process. Right. But my challenge today, as he's getting ready to pray, choose this great price or this great pearl. Choose it. Yeah. Choose this day whom you will yes. serve. And uh, so I won't delay any longer because I've got you right on the edge of this moment. This is your divine destiny. Thank you, Father. I want you to pray with me right now. You may not know the words to say. You may have never prayed before. So I'm going to pray, and you can pray along with me. Yeah. But it, if it's coming from your heart, God will recognize that immediately. And Thank you, Jesus. And things will change. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. With the understanding. With the understanding. You. You. Are what I treasure. Are what I treasure. You, you are the pearl. Are the pearl of great price. Of great price. I, I need you. Need you. I can't control my life. I can't control my life. I make too many mistakes. I make too many mistakes. I need your help. I need your help to get me. To get me from self-willed. From self-willed to surrendered. To surrendered. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. I want eternal life. I want eternal life. So I'm willing. So I'm willing. To exchange. To exchange. Self-willed living. Self-willed living. For your path. For your path. Of righteousness. Of righteousness. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of my sinful lifestyle. Of my sinful lifestyle. Forgive me. Forgive me. For not choosing you sooner. For not choosing you sooner. But now. But now. I say yes. I say yes. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my life. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my heart. Change my heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a new heart. A new will. A new will. A new desire. A new desire. To live for you. To live for you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. I want, I want to be in heaven. To be in heaven. With you. With you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. While I'm here. While I'm here. And I need your help. And I need your help. In this chaotic world. In this chaotic world. To find my way. To find my way. To the end. To the end. I receive you, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus. Forever. Forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, please let us know. Yes. I'll have Pastor Colby. Not only that, though, prayer. if you said that prayer today, the angels are having a party. Yes. I mean, you can't. some people can't even imagine angels in, in heaven partying, but the word's real clear about it. They throw a party every time someone says yes to Jesus. So if you said yes, like Pastor Lonnie said, please, please, please let us know so we can rejoice with you and, and be in contact with you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram at Passion Church Mo. 
Until next time, God bless.